Oh man, it's DJ Hercules at 787, man, y'all know what it is, it's Talkish Radio, Brooklyn's Finest is in the building, I'm in the building, let's go. Hercules on DJ Hercules. Hercules. Shout out to everybody tuned in right now. Let's go. Hey, what's up, guys? It's your girl, Brooklyn's Finest, and you're now tuned in to Talk Ish Radio. Welcome, guys. Today is Thursday, January 26th. I hope you guys had an awesome work week. I hope that you are highly favored and blessed. I hope that whatever you got going on in your life, you are giving it to the Most High, whomever that is that you may be praying to. Right now, we are going through some crazy times. Every time I turn on social media or I turn on the TV or I turn on the radio, I'm hearing somebody died about some reason. It's almost like we're going back to 2020 to George Floyd. I feel like we're going backwards. We're not moving forward. We're not in a in a move forward since COVID, move forward since George Floyd. We're not. I don't feel we've moved forward. We may have moved past COVID temporarily, but as far as everything else going on, it's just a lot going on. It seems like every night before I go to sleep, I'm sitting in my bed, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm unfortunately, I'm a TikToker, so I watch TikTok. But let me tell you something. TikTok gives you some informative information, more informative than I can say about a lot of other social media platforms. So if you're not on TikTok, make sure that you either plugged in just to either get the information because it gives you some really good, solid information. I'm not saying believe everything that you see on social media, but sometimes you got to read it, um, endure it, research it, and then think about it. But I've been on TikTok and I've just been seeing so much negative stuff. Like, I feel like I'm crying myself to sleep every night because I'm seeing so many young black men dying or black women dying or just police brutality, the things the police officers are still doing since George Floyd, thinking that it's okay that they can continue to do it, not to talk about the, the gentleman in Douglasville that thought it was okay to call of people of color a monkey. Yeah, I'm a little bit above and beyond it at this point. I take my hat off to the activists of the world and um, the people that challenge these individuals every day because I couldn't, in the name of Jesus, on Jesus' sandals. I couldn't. I'd be in jail. I couldn't practice as an attorney ever again. I couldn't be part of any type of society that would protect our people because as much as I would want to protect them, I would want to punch somebody's teeth down their throat. So, yeah, God knows who to put in positions of who can be where and where they can be because it wouldn't be Brooke. Brooke would be here in the background in the crowd chanting on, I'll support you all 10 toes down, but I don't think mentally I have the patience. I wasn't in slavery. My mother wasn't in slavery. Uh, my grandmother is a full-blooded Indian, so she did um, transpire some things as a young child growing up. But just the stories that I've heard, it just behooves me that I feel like even though I never participated in slavery, I feel like we're going through it now. Because just watching how these people, and when I say these people, I am not going to point fingers, but I'm going to just say my Karens and my Johns, not all of them but a few of them sprinkled here, sprinkled there, um, are very vocal with their words. So vocal to the point that 
I'm like, where she live? Where he live? Let me, I, maybe I need to pull up. Maybe we need to have a conversation over some coffee or something. Because it's the audacity for me. It's the simple fact that you are so comfortable saying these words to my face as if I won't do anything. But the sad part is we almost can't do anything. As much as we want to step to them and give them the business and give them the smoke, we don't know what happens when the police pull up. And then the police turn on us when we were the ones that were victimized, when we were the ones slandered. But no, because the color of our skin, this is where we are, and now I'm no longer the victim. I'm actually the person that did the damage, and this Karen or John gets to walk away scot-free as if, oh, my God, I'm so traumatized. He just would not stop yelling at me, and you didn't do absolutely nothing. So I take my hat off to a lot of these people that are filming because that is so important to have you some type of proof to show that it's them and it's not us. I'm not saying that we don't get above and beyond and get a little out of control from time to time. But when you push something or somebody into a corner, what do you expect them to come out saying hallelujah? They're going to come out swinging if they've been pushed or, or, or strapped to a corner for so long. We're tired. After seeing what George Floyd went through and a few others that unfortunately I don't have names right now, but watching them go through the traumatizing situations that they went through and we had to watch it and then we had to watch officers walk away and not even get a slap on the wrist. Now some did, granted, and then others didn't. And then their chief of police or their lieutenant felt like, well, they abide by everything that was supposed to be uh, rule-checked when it comes to the force. <sighs> Let me tell you, I'm, I'm, my patience for certain things is very minimal. And I don't have patience for that. I don't have patience for name-calling. I raise my children to always respect people of each color and race and gender and creed at all times because I never want my kids to ever come home and someone make her feel because my youngest daughter has dreadlocks that something's wrong with her. Or my oldest daughter wears an afro and something's wrong with her. Or my son decided he wanted to go natural and just wear his hair curly and something's wrong with that. So today, guys, I got someone in the building, and we're going to bring him on in a second, but this man I've been following for a long time. I interviewed him back in 2020, um, and that was like the first time that I started to actually um, watch him and see what he does. Um, but he has done a lot in the community, especially in the state of Georgia, um, and he's spreading so much good positivity out there. So the reason of my conversation that you hear me starting off with, because normally I'm bubbly, I'm all happy, <laughs> and I still am, but today is more of a serious type of show because when I reached out to him recently, it was because of the video that went viral of the gentleman um, in Douglasville, Georgia, uh, calling the FedEx driver or uh, FedEx or I don't know which driver that was, I apologize, but the young man, a monkey, and then called him the N-word several times and said, if you get out this car, I'm going to show you what Black Lives Matter really means. Ooh, <laughs> there was no way. I take my hat off to that young man because he had more patience than anybody in the world. But at the end, you heard him say, what's up? 
But we, of course, didn't hear the ending of it. We didn't see the beginning of the video. We didn't be able to see the ending of the video. But he did have an interview with Frank Ski on V103. Um, so, But no one has been able to get in contact with this um, gentleman in Douglasville. Um, I started to make a post about him and post his information. But then I had to think about it. Think about what I do in reality. Um Defamation of character is very important. <laughs> and even though he was wrong, there's ways people can sue you. So you guys have to be very, very, very careful when you're posting people's public information, their name, their addresses, where they work, stuff like that. Be careful. I know you want to because we want to make a point and prove what we're saying, but <clears throat> excuse me. Be careful because it, it could bite you later on. So you have to think about what you post sometimes because everything might be great information, but it ain't for the greater cause at the end of the day, guys. But before we get into it and I bring him on, y'all know I have to give y'all y'all three-minute workout. I want you to get y'all jujus flowing. I want to get y'all up and running. I want to get y'all, you know, ready to listen to this real conversation because he is about to break down some information that we all need to take the time to listen to. He's going to break down some conversations that we need to understand the difference between right and wrong. And just because they may do it or we may do it doesn't necessarily mean it's right, doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. But there is a pushing point I think for everybody so when I bring when we come back from my three minute juju break I want y'all I'm gonna introduce him I want y'all to take the time to really listen to the words that come out of his mouth um understand that the topics that we are talking about today is not to defame anybody not to hurt anyone's feelings not to be discriminatory in any fame form or fashion we are just giving you information that needs to be heard because I'm tired and if I'm tired I know a lot of us out there are tired so I just want to get it out there so we can understand that we do have rights, we do have a voice, and it's time that we start speaking on it and standing together as one so the world and society can understand we ain't finna tolerate this no more, all right? So so let's go ahead and get into our music. Shouts out to DJ Hercules. He's here on the ones and twos. So guys, what we doing? Let's get to it. It's Talkish Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get it. We got the lovely Brooklyn's finest as your host. And I am truly the most electrifying man in DJ and entertainment. It's Hercules, baby. Oh, yeah. DJ Hercules. Hercules. You know what it is. 
Make sure you download that app, Our Heart Radio. Talk is Radio, we in the building. back hey guys it's your girl brooklyn's finest welcome i know i didn't properly introduce the show as i normally do because i was on one today okay i'm actually on one today but it's all right it's all right i'm entitled to be on one every now and then you could be on one but guys make sure that you tune in to us every thursday me and dj hercules you can download the iHeartRadio radio app we are on 16 platforms the top five is iHeartRadio radio odyssey uh, Spotify, I lost my train of thoughts, uh, TuneIn and uh, Pandora. Those are the top five uh, outlets that we are on. So all you have to do is go to one of those outlets, um, go to your search option, type in Tokyo-ish podcast, which is four words, see the cartoon character of my gorgeous self and my grills because I get gully every now and then. And then tune in. You can listen to today's show or any other previous show. All of our shows are in the archive. So you can go back to the beginning from 2020 all the way up to current. But make sure you tune in. Follow us on social media at the gram at uh, Talkish Radio. And that's T A L K I S H H H Radio. Tokyo Ish Podcast. And that is T A L K Y O I S H H H Podcast. Me, your girl, Brooklyn's Finest. And now I guess that's self explanatory. Brooklyn with an S, Finest, <laughs> 347. And DJ Hercules underscore 787. Make sure you guys tune in to us every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We got a lot going on. Before I actually get into the show, let me give a full shout-out to DJ Hercules. He did that. If you haven't been tuned in and watching him on the gram, he DJ Mary J. Blige's birthday party. He had the grace and the opportunity to be with the queen on her birthday, and it was wonderful. It's all over his page, so if you haven't seen it, make sure you go to this page. He actually is going to be going on tour uh, with CL Smooth, and they are traveling to Paris um, for the, I think it's called the H Festival in Paris, Baclan, um, from the 17th, 18th, and 19th. The lineup is absolutely ridiculous. Old school, Eric Sermon, EPMD, Keith Murray, 
Lord have mercy. A CL smooth. Um, and the list goes on and on and on. But it's all from the old school era. So if you are in Paris and Baclan, I think it's B-A-T-A-C-L-A-N, um, make sure you get some tickets for that festival. I heard it's a big, huge hip-hop festival that they have every year. So shouts out to CL Smooth and DJ Hercules. Y'all go do that thing, kings. All right. So now let's get to the get down. So today, guys, we're talking all things positive some negative but mainly positive i have a gentleman in the building that i have a lot of respect for not because when he is a black man but because what he does as a black man he is here to honor and protect and try to um remove as much as he can from the negative world that we deal in and in day in and day out um, I have Attorney Griggs in the building. Hey. Hey, what's going on? Thank you for having me. Yes, yes, yes. Um, a lot of people, if they haven't known who you are, make sure that you tell them where they where you they can follow you on social media or any other platform so they can tune into you. Okay, I'm Attorney Gerald Griggs. I'm a civil rights attorney and criminal defense attorney. I can be followed on all platforms at Attorney Griggs, A-T-T-O-R-N-E-Y-G-R-I-G-G-S, on all platforms. And it's just an honor to be here to talk with you, Brooklyn. All right, all right. So, Attorney Griggs, please tell the people, I mean, I know what you do, but for the people that's listening on another side of the country or the world, tell them exactly what it is. He is an attorney, but I want him to explain to you what type of attorney he is and what actually does he do and who he represents that's so important. Okay, well, I'm a civil rights attorney. I'm a criminal defense attorney. I've been practicing for almost 20 years now. Mm -hmm. I'm also the president of the Georgia State Conference of the NAACP. Okay. I've handled a lot of cases. Um, some of the more prominent cases, of course, I represent uh, many of the accusers of Robert Sylvester Kelly. Mm -hmm. You guys know him as R. Kelly. Yes. Uh, I've handled Georgia's longest trial, which is the Atlanta Public Schools teaching teacher scandal trial. Uh, I've also handled the Jaheim Herrera case, which started the, the anti-bullying movement. And I've been an activist. I've led Georgia's longest march. I was a part of uh, the, the legal team and the activist team that brought uh, justice in Ahmaud Arbery's case. I've done mm -hmm. a lot. Uh, so just just honored to be here to talk about all things social justice. All right. You hear this? So you've been in it 20 years, correct? Yes, almost 20 years. Almost 20 years. So is this what you always wanted to do or is this something that you just have a passion for or you just fell into it? Um, it's a little bit of both. You know, I always wanted to be a leader, and I didn't quite know how to do that. Mm. And then when I was in the 10th grade, I saw uh, Johnny Cochran defending O.J. Simpson, and mm. I was like, I, I really don't know what he's doing, but I want to do that. <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> and then, you know, growing up in Atlanta in the shadow of Dr. King, you know, mm -hmm. I knew that, you know, I want to be some sort of leader that helps our people. And so we kind of meshed uh, melded the two together, and I'm the justice fighter. So All I'm right. a social justice advocate and a trial attorney and trial fighter, so justice fighter. Wow. I mean, it's so much going on in the world, and I'm sure you can agree. Since 2020 mm -hmm. um, and the George Floyd, um, it's just been a lot. Will you say since 2020, because I started off saying to me it's just, well, I feel like we're going backwards. Do you feel that we're still back in 20, or is it just getting worse, or is it? Or you do you see any change of betterness? I see change, but I still think that we are stagnant. We are standing still. I don't think we're going backwards, but okay. I don't think we're making the forward movement that mm -hmm. everybody hoped for. Uh, after you know, unfortunately, George was killed. Right. And leaned on his neck for eight minutes and forty six seconds, which turned out to be nine minutes and forty nine seconds. Mm. Um, you know, the summer of twenty twenty was a, was Freedom Summer. 
It started in uh, Brunswick, Georgia with Ahmad, mm -hmm. and then it shifted to Louisville with Breonna Taylor and ultimately came to um, Minneapolis with George and then came to Atlanta with Rayshard Brooks. And so we've been dealing with case after case after case. Uh, we had cases before that. We've had cases after that. We just have a lot of work to do, um, but, you know, leaning on the experience that we learned from our ancestors in mm. civil rights movement, uh, in, in the uh, abolition movement, um, I think that we are going to move forward, but it's a process. Gotcha. I, I really feel like at this point now, um, it's just a lot. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like the words when I see you guys out there marching and and, and being a part of something big, I want to sometimes, you know, come out there and support because it's such a it's just such an important. It's easy to have a voice, mm -hmm. but if you don't use your voice, then what's the purpose of having a voice? Exactly. And you don't have, you don't have to be out there all the time. You can use your platform to spread the message. You know, there, as my sister in the movement, Queen Yanaja Halon, will says, there are many different roles in revolution. You just mm -hmm. have to find your niche and and, and right. walk in that. Yeah, but at the same time, you sometimes want to be a part yes. of something at that moment. You know, you want to be hands-on because I'm just an emotional person. I'm, I'm a hard body. I can I'm, I'm a rumble with the best of them. But stuff like that just takes me to a different place of anger. Just speaking of it gets me emotional because I can't handle that. So that's why I said I take my hat off to you and everybody in the movement and everybody that's out there doing that because you have to have that heart and that courageous backbone to do it because a person like me may have a voice and I'm not afraid to speak my voice, but when it comes to see people being hurt or pain, it just breaks me into a trillion pieces. I have just, I feel like I'm about to cry now. Yeah. I just have my big cry, baby. Well, I mean, it's it's emotional. We, we're in an emotional time. We have to understand we are in a third reconstruction. We're in a backlash. You know, we had eight years of President Obama, and we had individuals who felt like uh, we had moved too far, too far forward in America, so they wanted to take us back. Mm. And so then you had Trump, and now <laughs> we're in the Biden era. Uh, and you still have people that want to act out on, on the hatred that they have inside. But like our ancestors, you know, we understand how to deal with these issues. We understand how to make America be what it says on paper for everybody. Right. And so when I see things like what happened in, in um, Douglasville or I see things like what happened in Brunswick or see things that happen all over the country, I know that we have certain talents to bring to bear that mm -hmm. we can make justice happen. And so that's why I'm always – you know, upbeat and, and focused right. uh, because, you know, I had mentors like C.T. Vivian and John Lewis and Fred Gray, uh, who were uh, the leaders of the past generation who said right. that they were going to destroy everything segregation. Mm. And now I'm saying I'm going to destroy everything white supremacy mm. and we're going to get there. Right. And so that, that's what keeps me going. I'm focused. I'm, I'm excited. I'm taking on Stone Mountain. We're gonna move those carvings. So Ooh, I mean, yes, you know, we're gonna please, focus on change. Please, because I walk Stone Mountain so frequently. I haven't yeah. done it in a while, but that was the one thing with the flag and everything. I said, mm -hmm. I got to walk past this every time I walk up and down the hill. Because yep. I know I heard it was a big thing to they didn't want to remove the flag. That they want to remove the flag, they don't remove the carvings, they don't remove want to remove the street names, but we are making progress because people are realizing the time frame that we're in. And the best way to honor your ancestors is to continue the work 
Uh, so we get to the mountaintop and go over and go into the promised land. You know, Dr. Right. King didn't get there, right. but he saw it. So it's time for this generation to get there. Right. Agreed. So let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Do you, and I'm sure you can't really speak for the Johns and the Karens, um, do you ever take the time to sit back and think? Because I wonder this all the time. I'm a thinker. What is it about us that makes them so angry that they feel it's okay to say the things that they say? The derogatory names, the monkeys and the N-words. What is it? I, you know, because me, I, I used to talk about it and I used to be like, are you afraid of us? Are we inferior to you? What is it about us that you hate so much that you think saying that will trigger us? What's your opinion on that? Uh, my opinion is it goes back to how a person was raised, what their internalized beliefs are. Most of them uh, who feel that way uh, have never really interacted with black people on a large scale. Uh, we are the most loving and, and, and gracious and, and open people Preach. that you'd ever meet. We, we are so forgiving. And Preach. so, you know, I think a lot of them just come with this preconceived stereotypes of what mm -hmm. being black is, and they act out on that. And, you know, when we don't respond the way that they think we should respond, mm -hmm. it further infuriates them, and, and they continue to act out. Uh, but what they need to understand is you are simply doing what your ancestors did. Mm -hmm. And so in order to change your behavior, you need to learn the truth and real history. Amen. We're not going anywhere. Okay. We didn't, we didn't even ask to be here. Okay, but period. We, we are here. I mean, American culture is black culture, mm -hmm. and we need to figure out a way for y'all to get past your racist stereotypes and your racist beliefs and understand that America is going to be great once for everybody, mm -hmm. once the black people fully appreciate, one, who they are, to whoms they are mm. and what the process of making justice happen looks like. And so, you know, for the Johns and the Karens, just know this. Uh, you can believe whatever you want. In certain senses, uh, certain occasions, you can say some things that you want to say. Right. But just know there's a consequence to okay. your actions okay. and we will hold you accountable. Okay. So, you know, that's one of the great things about being an attorney. You I know, know what the law right. says. And you know how to make sure that the people who don't want to abide by the law are held accountable to the law. Okay. That's my whole point. You see? See why I told you I had an intelligent black man on live today with me? Yes. Because he could tell y'all some things that I could. I'm going to just be talking. But he going to talk legal jargon <laughs> to make sure that if you try to get out of pocket, hold on, let me tell you how this is going to go right now. I just want to say that I feel like some people have to understand that, as he said, we're not going anywhere. Mm -mm. We are the most loving and forgiving group of individuals um, we will even forgive you even after the fact you have slandered us. We will forgive you. We will take it into consideration that maybe you just don't know. But we will hold you accountable. That, well. That part we will. Yeah. We're we going to take you to the grave with that one. But we will take the time to understand. Because I've come in contact with um, a grand Karen. <laughs> okay, a grand wow. Karen, a grandma. Okay. okay. But she, she was just like, uh, where's your mammy at? I said, my who? What? <laughs> my who? mammy. Mammy. My ma <laughs> I oh. said, my who? <laughs> oh. Who? There haven't been mammies in almost 100 years. Okay, I said, I'm sorry. What's what's a mammy? She said, you know your mammy, the lady that had you. 
Oh, I said, mother. my mother. Oh, okay. That's who we speaking of. Okay. She said, yeah, your mammy. Mm. So then I knew who I was dealing with. I was dealing with the grand camp. But I still treated her with respect because I realized that the generation she came from, that's all she knows. Yes. She's been doing this so long that she feels like there's nothing wrong with it. She's so comfortable, but I made her take accountability for yes. it. I said, okay, well, I need you to understand this, that you can't call our mother's mammy. Do you understand? That's very insulting to us. She said, why? It's your mammy. I said, okay, I'm going to need you. <laughs> I'm need you to change stop, the terminology. Stop saying, stop saying that word. Yeah. Stop saying mammy because it's, it's not. Do you understand that it offends people of color? She said, well, I mean, your black people been doing, you, you, you call each other the N-word all the time. I said, oh, my Lord Jesus. But in the end, after the conversation, she apologized. She says, well, I'm cool. sorry. Cool. I, I didn't mean to offend you. It's just, this is all I know. What Her happened? whole surroundings was that. She has not really been around black people. Mm-hmm. I said, so how'd you get the Decatur Georgia, the blackest of the black? I mean, she said she came out there because she was with her grandchildren and um, their car broke down and they had to come to our shop to t- oh. get the tire fixed. Okay. So she saw me. She said, hey, hey, you, you, you girl, come here. First, I, th- I just thought it was just a cute at first. So she called my mama Mammy. Then I said, whoa, whoa, I don't even call her Mammy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I call her Mommy, mm-hmm. Mommy. She was just like, well, I apologize. And, you know, my grandkids been trying to teach me how to do better. And then when the grandkids came in here, they was the whitest, blackest kids I ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think what's happening right now is you have three generations at work. And the wisdom generation really needs uh, to check in. You mm-hmm. know, we, we're not in 1850. We're not in 1950. Mm-hmm. We're in 2023. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, relics of the past like that, you know, she gets a pass the first time. The second time she right. needs to be re-educated that even when you were calling people mammy it wasn't you know, right the black people <laughs> were just allowing you to do it and they mm-hmm. were really talking about you when they got home right now this generation of black folk we just not having it no because we know where it leads right we we've seen what happened to george we right. saw what happened to ahmaud exactly we're not reliving emmett till where folks will you know do things and not be held accountable mm-hmm. and so i just think that you know we got to have a real conversation with the people who are emboldened by the 45th president of the united states Mm-hmm. To understand that we're not putting up with that. No. You know, black people have progressed a long way. Completely. And now, <laughs> and now it's time for us to make sure the uh, other community understands that there are consequences to your actions. You're not going to call me the N-word. Right. You're not going to be derogatory. Right. I don't care what other segments of my community may be calling them each other. Right. You can't call us that. Right. And we are going to make sure you understand that it's a respect issue. Mm -hmm. Um, We built this country. We continue to support this country. This is our country, and Mm -hmm. you will treat us with the respect that we demand. Okay, save for the people in the back so they can hear it because they clearly don't understand. Y'all going to have to learn how to respect. Mm Mm-hmm. You want us to respect you, then you have to respect us. It's not going to be, you can't be comfortable. And I say it all the time. God knows who to put these cameras and drawings in front of. Because if that man in Douglasville would have called me a monkey, oh, I would have showed him what a monkey was. I would have got, I would have got out of the car and progressed. I said, did you know he must not have seen the Planet of the Apes? 
Do you see how he was pounding on these people? <laughs> they was beating the brakes out the humans because they were sick and tired of the humans. Let me tell you something. To my Karens and to my Johns, because I know it's a lot of you listening. And, to not, and this is not to be pointing out everybody in that in that particular group because all people are not like that no all people are not like no that. not at all well I'm, so i'm not speaking to every individual i'm just speaking to my cameras and my jones i know who they are i need you to understand that it's not okay you can't get in your feelings or have a temper tantrum and feel it's okay to call us the n-word or even the monkey word because you're going to run into the wrong person at the wrong time and there will be no police officer around to save you. And I'm not saying I wish bad upon absolutely anybody, but that will trigger a person to punch your teeth down your throat. And, and know this, in Georgia, certain words by the very utterance uh, can justify someone punching somebody. I'm not saying you should. Right. But <laughs> in certain cases, a simple battery mm-hmm. can be uh, defense to it, can be certain words being used. Now, it, it doesn't defend against an actual battery, just a simple right, battery. Right. So you need to understand the, the, the law applies to everyone. You can't just go around saying stuff to people and calling people stuff. You can be charged with a whole lot of things, and that's what I'm hoping that the mm-hmm. sheriff – in Douglas County does, or the DA, or the solicitor, there are laws in Georgia that prohibit this type of conduct. And I think it's time for the people in, in certain offices to stop forgiving this and start charging people, and you'll start seeing that behavior uh, be adjusted. Because, you know, like Dr. King said, you can't change a man's heart, but you can show regulate his conduct. Yeah, amen. Um, but, you know, Douglas, Georgia is, is, is a little... Well, Douglasville yeah. and, and yeah. Douglas County are predominantly African-American counties. Amen to that uh, part. With African-American elected officials at the sheriff level, mm-hmm. at the DA level, at the county commission level. So there's no excuse for this type of behavior. It's not the Douglas County of 20 or 40 or, or 50 years ago. And then the county's named after Frederick Douglass. So right. let's start acting like Frederick Douglass. <laughs> Oh, my God, why you didn't make a post about that? Because I did not know that part right there. Yeah. I'd be like, so you live in, in a black man's county, mm-hmm. and you up here calling us monkeys? Yeah. You might want to relocate, and, sir. And even Frederick wouldn't have put up with that. Okay. I mean, y'all should research some of the things Frederick Douglass did. He was a slave who literally fought for his freedom and ran mm-hmm. away. So yeah. I'm just saying, you know, y'all always talking about we are ancestors' wildest dreams. And, again, I, I believe in nonviolence. Uh, but there are certain African Americans, even back then, that did not believe in nonviolence. So you need to watch what you say and who Amen. you say it to, Amen. and and hope they don't have you know a great attorney. Uh, you may be facing charges on your of your uh, for yourself. You better pray they don't have attorney Griggs. That's what you better pray, because <laughs> he went the smoke. Okay, he went the business. <laughs> he will make. They, they called you what? Oh, no, we're not going to tolerate that. Let me make a few phone calls. (laughs) Okay. He said some triggering words right there. Mm -hmm. So it starts with us, though, people. I need you to understand. People of color, we have to stop. I know we use that word so loosely as a term of endearment. Oh, my end. What's up, my end? My end. We got to stop doing it. I mean, I understand. Trust me, because I use it frequently within my my peers when we talking and and caca and kikin. But we have to stop using that word because we are making them feel, for whatever reason, comfortable enough to say it. And to say it with their chest out. 
<laughs> like, like nothing's supposed to happen. Right. Like, I'm not supposed to respond to you. Like, you're just going to call me that, and I'm just going to sit there and take that. But then when we call them the Karens and the Johns and the and the, and the, and the, the C word, then, you know, it's it's a whole nother ball game. And then they want to feel threatened by us. Oh, my God, he was aggressive with me. I didn't say nothing. It's just that you're not going to call me that. I'm going to stand my ten toes down and be firm about my actions. And then the police brutality that's coming in. What was the young man's name that they killed? Um, I think it was the the brother or the nephew of the guy that started the Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, you're talking about the case out there in California. Right, where they did the same the, thing with George Floyd on him. Yeah, I don't but no, remember. No, they maced him, I think. Right? Well, no, they, and they, they George did George Floyd in him, yeah. They so, George Floyd. Yeah. Wow. It's just too many of these cases. Too many? For what? Because I don't even understand what was the purpose of all that. And, and that's what we have to really address. I mean, police officers should understand that you you don't need that type of force to right. take somebody in. He was already down. He was already complying. You know, don't tase him. Uh, don't put your knee on his neck or the, or his back. You know, allow a person to live. You know, you, you are not judge, juror, and executioner on the side of the road. If you have the person in custody, take them into custody and let them fight the case in court. So, you know, that case... Uh, as well as the case in, in um, uh, Memphis, the new case in Memphis, and there, there's so many cases. And, and that's why we really have to address the passage of the George Floyd Justice and Policing mm. Act, uh, because these cases continue to happen. There were a thousand people killed after George and a thousand people the next year, and we're well on the way uh, to another historic year of police-involved killings, and we got to address it. And it's, 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 the sad part is, I honestly believe, and I'm not speaking to all law enforcement, because my family is law enforcement. My entire family is law enforcement. So I understand and I respect them and their job. They do what they have to do. But this is my whole thing. For the ones of Caucasian color um, or other ethnicities, um, I honestly feel like they become police officers because they were already racists before they did it. But being a cop gave them a badge, gave them a right that they feel like they can do and say what they want and you can't touch them because if they didn't have the badge and they didn't have the title, they know they'd get mollywhopped all through the streets, up and down the block. You couldn't say that because it wouldn't end well for you. But as long as I got this badge and I wear this blue uniform, you can't touch me. So I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I guarantee me I'm going to get off and you're going to go to jail or you're going to die. And that's what we've been teaching them, that that's not going to apply anymore. Mm. So, you know, what I think, you know, citizens and, and law enforcement need to understand is everybody's held to the same standard, same standard of the law, and we will continue to enforce it. You know, George Floyd wasn't an aberration, and the amount of time that the officers got for killing him is not an aberration either. Correct. Amber Correct. Geiger learned uh, in Botham Gene. Of course, the, the three armed vigilantes down in, in Brunswick learned uh, many of the officers who have done things in Atlanta will learn. And so what we just have to do is understand that they are law enforcement. They are not the law. Okay. And it's incumbent upon lawyers and judges to make sure the law applies equally to all people, including law enforcement who violate the public trust. So I understand, you know, how um, citizens are viewing this, and it's incumbent upon the true officers of the court the lawyers mm -hmm. and the judges to mm -hmm. make sure the law is applied in those situations. And that's what we're working our way through. Well, I, I commend you guys because I know it's, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow, especially the last two and a half, three years have been just 
overwhelmingly traumatizing for us society to watch, to see, to view, um, and and watch these people get off. And I think that's the most discouraging and hurtful thing because there's nothing we feel we can do. We're trying to be the voice. We're trying to trying to take it to the to the courts and to the to the county and to the states officials. And they somehow, some way brush us off like, oh, please, you you monkeys get out of here. We're on time for this. So it's almost like you have to hire an attorney just to voice your opinion because our opinion matters too. Yeah, and I mean, y'all are the voters. Y'all, the people have the power. So it shouldn't be like that. Hopefully we will continue to move towards society where it won't be like that. But you know, I would take that advice. Hire an attorney. Make sure that they apply the law to all these situations. Again, we are starting to see uh, the pendulum swing and accountability happen. Uh, with indictments and convictions and long prison sentences for people that violate the public trust that are law enforcement officers. Hopefully we'll get a federal statute that repeals uh, qualified immunity and we'll see a whole lot of police accountability, but we're still in that process of working through that. We need people to continue to vote, hold people accountable that are in these offices. You know, the sheriff is uh, elected, the judges in most cases are elected, the DA is elected, and so if you're not doing the things you want them to do, hold them accountable at the ballot box. Correct. Now let me ask you one more question. Do you feel that law enforcement needs to, police need to be trained again? No, I don't think this is a training issue. This is a police accountability issue. Mm. Um, Dave, we've tried the training over and over again. Again, we've been doing, dealing with this since Dr. King. He, he clearly said that, you know, we will never have true justice until the Negro no longer suffers the ills of police brutality. So this is not a training issue. Okay. This is a they feel like they're above the law. They will mm -hmm. not be held accountable. Mm -hmm. And so our focus is on the accountability and not allowing them to say, oh, it's a training issue or, oh, there are a few bad actors. Okay, there are a few bad actors, a few bad apples. Let's send them to prison and, and let's address the others that were standing by that were allowing this to happen and let those bad apples or bad actors spoil the bunch. Right. And I agree with you. I just feel like I don't believe all officers are bad. Not at all. Not at no. all. But the ones that are, the ones that, that have something to prove, the ones that got that in the back of their throat, yeah, they got to go. I don't know what we need to do, but it's a lot of them um, feeling it's okay to be excessive. Yes. Too excessive. Um, especially with the, um, I was watching, the, did you see the one with the uh, the officer and the pregnant lady and she had the kids in the car? Yeah, I saw that one. And he was like, oh, I'm not worried about nothing. It was just the arrogance and the cockiness in his throat. I'm like, this woman is helpless, pregnant, and she got kids in the car. What's she finna? She said, I'm not finna do nothing. Oh, I'm not worried about you doing nothing. Well, then why are you treating her like that? You know, it's, what I will say is, this, this is not about being anti-law enforcement. It's actually being pro-justice. Mm -hmm. And so when justice reigns, you don't have to have situations like this. And, and what officers need to understand, just like the young lady in Camden County who slammed the lady uh, onto the car and then onto the ground, who's now been indicted, there will be justice. Mm. And so what we're asking for is the good officers to report the bad officers so the bad officers don't give law enforcement a bad name. Right. 
And I think the problem is that when the good officers go to report the bad officers, then the good officers get slandered through the police department because they like, oh, you turned against your brothers? Yeah, you broke the, the blue code. The blue code, right. Yeah. And then that becomes a problem for them. And I think it's a lot of them that want to speak up, but they're just afraid of what will happen when they do speak up. Well, you can always point us to, you know, the video. Now, most officers have to have body cams. So just mm -hmm. point the lawyers towards the video. You don't have to tell. Just tell us where the videos are. Right. And we'll do the rest. Okay. Uh, look, you heard what he said. He said what he said. <laughs> Mr. Griggs, I do greatly appreciate you stopping through Talkish Radio today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I'm glad that you got to speak um, on these sensitive topics because it is out there. Every day you turn on anything and social media just makes it so uh, just, hello, good morning. good morning. It's like your morning coffee. How you doing? Here's your trauma. <laughs> right. Here's your Here dose of trauma for the day. For the day. Yes. Take this with you and have a wonderful day. Yes. It's becoming to be just as a norm. Yeah. And, 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 I'm, and I think people are just getting tired. Well, just know this. It's very traumatic. Um, the algorithm doesn't help a lot. No. Uh, but the correct response to this trauma is to seek justice, you know. And when we seek justice, we feel that sense of relief, mm -hmm. you know, like we did when we saw what happened to the officers in George Floyd's case. or so we saw what happened to Travis and Gregory with Michael William Roddy Bryant. Uh, once we all came together, after mm -hmm. we were shocked into action, we right. moved as a collective right. of good people of good conscience. And let, let me be clear, there are a lot of white people of good conscience. Mm -hmm. We just have to address the people of bad conscience regardless of their race. Mm -hmm. uh, and let's move forward as an American society because the world is watching. Uh, everybody gets our social media. They're watching what's happening. Okay. And so if we don't address this correctly, the world uh, will respond in a way that's negative towards America. Uh, let's be the good American citizens and, and believe in true equality and, and equity and, and justice for all. I agree. I agree. Attorney Grizz, make sure you tell everybody again where they can um, follow you on social media or anything that you may have collectively coming up that people can actually come out to. Um, and participate in anything that you got going on. Yeah, so again, we're in legislative session, so we're going to be at the Gold Dome uh, for the next 35 days. But you can follow me on all social media platforms, at Attorney Griggs, A-T-T-O-R-N-E-Y-G-R-I-G-G-S, or at the Georgia NAACP on all platforms. And, and um, let's just continue uh, the road towards justice. Let's stay uh, hopeful. Amen. You know, we are on a path towards justice, and we will get there in this generation as long as we keep our eye on the prize and, and not be distracted by all of the division and drama that's going on. Let's just focus on making a better world for our children. All right. All right. Well, guys, that was Attorney Griggs. He came to talk ish radio today to talk his ish. All right. We get ready to get into this 10-minute mix. I want you guys to stay tuned. Jet setter, go get her. Here we go. It's Hercules on the set, baby. Talk is radio, let's get it. Call me Mr. Ben Ned, that top model trip to your everyday hood rap. DJ Hercules.
Until I handle my biz, there I is. Major pain like David Wayne. Slow down, dirty even like his brother Keenan scheming. Don't leave your girl around me. True player for real. Ask Puff Dad, Puff Dad, Puff Dad, Puff Dad, Puff Dad. 
And we are back. Shouts out to DJ Hercules because he did that on that mix. Okay, he brought us back. I was I went back to Aunt Mama days, and he brought us back. Brought me back to reality. Shouts out to DJ Hercules. Shouts out to Attorney Griggs that was definitely in the building that dropped some jewels, that dropped some knowledge. Um, so a lot of people need to understand that it, it is not morally okay for you to name call. We're not in kindergarten. We're not children. So if you think it's okay to call me a monkey with an N-word, no. But we do have rights. And as he said, there are certain words that can trigger it. Doesn't make it right. It will be considered simple battery. But watch what you say. That's all I'm saying. You might not like me, but just watch what you say. Okay? You might not like my kind, but watch what you say. Because uh, it ain't going to end well for you. It's not. But on the serious note, guys, please, please, please be very cautious. Be very mindful for your surroundings, the people around you. Everybody is not on the same page as you. Everybody is not um, team you or, or like you. And I'm just talking about right now the color of your skin. So sometimes people will pretend that you know, they, they like you. And in reality, if you do something to set them off, the truth comes out. Then you become a monkey. Now, I like bananas. I Ain't nothing wrong with a good old banana every now and then. It's just, that calcium does a body good, okay? Look, I understand. But I ain't never been nobody's monkey. I ain't never, ooh, 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 ah, ah, ah. You better watch the Planet of the Apes and the newer ones, too. Where they be stomping the hell out of y'all Karens and Johns for the for the nonsense that y'all done did over the years to them. So monkeys were very intelligent creatures, okay? Especially the last one he was talking. Okay? Stop it. Let me stop joking because it's not a joking scenario. But guys, thank you for tuning in this Thursday. We definitely, definitely appreciate you guys. Please make sure that you stay prayed up, highly favored. Um, do your, your manifestation daily. Give all your worries, your fears, your pain to the most high. I know it's hard. Trust me, I'm going through a tough time right now through some things. And it's hard to be a hypocrite, to not be a hypocrite, I mean. Because it's easy for me to tell everybody, give it to the most high, trust the most high, believe in the most high, pray to the most high. And I do all of those things. But I'm always the one that's wanting to help the most high. He don't need your help. If he needs your help then you don't need him. When you ask him to help, you have to let go and let God deal with it. He does not like assistance. He, he, he good with it. He can do it by himself. So when you ask him for the help, let him help you. Let it go and let him deal with it. That's been my struggle right now. Like I'm going through something, but I don't want to let go. <laughs> I want to let God deal with it, but I don't want to let go of it because I'm just scared. But, Overall, God got it and God got me. It's a part of life. Life ain't going to always give you granny apples, okay? Sometimes you're going to get some of them red apples with the worms and then you'll be like, cut that part right out. It happens. It's part of growth. When you're going into a new season of your life, God sheds the negative skin from you. Sometimes being shed, that negative skin hurts. And when you transformate from that um, worm into the butterfly it's a process so I'm going through a transformation right now I'm releasing and letting a lot of things go 
that didn't doesn't deserve to go where I'm going, that doesn't deserve to um what's the word I'm looking for? Uh I guess appreciate the things that I'm getting ready to be um dealt with. So sometimes transformation it's a great thing, but it can hurt because the ordeal that you have to go to to shed the old skin to become that beautiful beautiful butterfly, you know? So, guys, continue to keep doing you, you know? Stay positive. Stay prayed up. Um, try to keep a positive energy about everything. Remember I told you all January, I didn't tell you all, but I tell about everybody on it on um, Instagram. Uh, January is a very, very, very uh, dangerous month because of Mercury and a retrograde. So you have to be careful. And if you're a spiritual person, you understand what I'm saying. Mercury and retrograde is on one. It's, it's been a really, really tough January so far, the first 23, uh, 26 days of, of the year. Um, it's a lot been going on the first 26 days, but it's okay. We got this. We ain't going to worry about it. Got to be okay. We'll be okay. And that's that. I ain't going to worry about nothing else. Like I said, I'm going to let go and let God deal with it. And I suggest you guys do the same. So make sure you guys tune in to us every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Talkish Radio. Remember, we are on 16 platforms, the top five or our hot, our hot, Lord Jesus. <laughs> I heart, Odyssey, Spotify. Tune in and Pandora. Make sure that you go to any of those platforms. Go to your search option, type in Tokyo-ish podcast, which is four words. Look for the cartoon character of myself and my beautiful girls because I get gully every now and then. Um, and tap in, whether it's this show or all the previous shows since 2020, each and every show has been an absolutely awesome experience. So make sure you got your crumpets, you got your coffee, your tea, your ginger ale, your water, whatever it is that you need, your Stella Rose, to make you feel comfortable, sit back, relax, laugh, cry, or cheer when you tune in to me and DJ Hercules. Follow us, of course, on the gram at Talkish Radio on Instagram, at Tokyo-ish Podcast on Instagram, me, your girl, Brooklyn's Finest 347 on Instagram, and the most electrifying, if not then who, DJ Hercules underscore 787. Guys, until next week, I love you. Handsome, I love you. Beautiful, stay prayed up. Pray to the most high. And we will see you guys next week. Mwah. Now tuned in. Listen up. Okay. To Talk Ish Radio. Oh. Talk that ish.